Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This week's episode feels like a party, and that's all thanks to Susie True. Lexi, G, and Sarah formed their band with a series of friendship traps, <laughs> and ever since they've made gorgeous, energetic, and equally vulnerable music. Susie True joined this week to talk about how they met, writing Saddest Girl at the Party, friendships, their inspirations, um, sleepover as a lifestyle, and so much more. So with that, let's hear more Susie True, and then get to meet the band.
All right. Well, welcome, Susie True, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How is everybody doing? Really good. Good. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Whatever day it is. Happy day. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's 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 been a week, but that's okay. Uh, I'm still stoked, and I'm so happy that I'm going to get to hang out with y'all. Uh, this afternoon, I will say, since it's earlier, probably in the afternoon where you are in Los Angeles. How are things going over there? Sunny and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's a little I'm not going to think about that. I feel like the first, the last week of February, I feel like a little warm for that, but yeah, it's really beautiful. That's yeah, it's good, like 80 degrees. <laughs> I know. I can relate. I'm actually in Florida, so same vibe. The rest of the country is frozen pretty yeah. much, but so we get, we're all chilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I am so stoked to dig into everything with your band, so let's just go for it. Um, tell me about how each of you first began to kind of play music, and if you don't mind just introducing yourself so folks know whose voice they're hearing this just this first time. Who wants to go first? Uh, Sarah, you go first. Okay. Uh, I started playing uh, music probably in high school band. I was like always really drawn to it, but um, I started like taking it seriously and having like an in-depth kind of like understanding of it in high school. And then I almost pursued it in college, but then I didn't. And then I was like always kind of playing in projects here and there and, you know. It was this, this kind of like in one way or another always in my life, mm -hmm. I think. That's awesome. What did you play in high school? Uh, drums. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was in the drum line and then I was uh, the set player in jazz band and stuff. And then, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Plenty to kind of get you prepped for joining a punk band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like playing in punk bands, but then I was like playing concert percussion and oh all your band directors just like yelling at you <laughs> not a feeling i never got yelled at i was <laughs> i loved playing the suspended symbol that always like i i loved doing that because i didn't actually have to read the sheet music i could just like Whoa, like whenever there was like a like moment that needed a crescendo and it was oh my god I don't know, I, that was one of my favorite instruments to play <laughs> nothing <fun>. has changed <laughs> <laughs> I love that it sounds like fun and what a great way to get started in music you know I love it yeah <laughs> uh yeah I was the same I also started in band in marching band and stuff and um in high school just I was just super obsessed with music and just always wanted to be in bands like I, I obviously liked marching band but wanted to be in like a rock band <laughs> <laughs> um so I played in a bunch of random bands I played drums and then Susie True was the first band that um I decided to play bass. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm G, I play guitar. I, yeah, same thing, band nerd, unfortunately. I feel like 
if we all knew each other, we would have been friends and those weird band kids probably. <laughs> Hi, yes. I think so. <laughs> Definitely. But um, yeah, same thing. I started in band, but I actually didn't really realize that people on the radio were in bands or that that was something I could do until like legit a few years ago, which is when I started playing in music. So it's been interesting. Um, it's been interesting going from oh yeah the stuff on the radio to you uh, to the whole like oh yeah I do that now <laughs> it's been cool though that's awesome what kind of yeah. made you feel like you were ready to pursue kind of actually making your own music like was there a moment where you kind of realized like hey they're doing it on the radio I can do this general question or me <laughs> yeah you G, go ahead oh okay well I don't know. I think it started in college when we were, it was an assignment, of course. Mm -hmm. So we had to, for an assignment, form this like right girl band, which I thought was the funniest thing. Oh, wow. um, (laughs) Yeah. So we formed this super shitty band um, named after the only guy in my group, of course. And um, from there, I was like, this is pretty cool. I could see doing this. So just started playing like in an actual band after that. Well, that's cool. I'm yeah. sure once you try, basically, it becomes a little bit easier to see how all those pieces can start to shape. And yeah. Go from there. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, really great to have that assignment then. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so fun. Um, tell me about how Susie True really started, because you mentioned that, you know, everybody was a band nerd, but, you know, you didn't meet till later. So I would love to hear the origin story for y'all. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm Lexi, by the way. I'm sorry. I forgot to say my name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, did marching band. Drums was my first instrument and um, what I was, what I played in all the bands I was in. And when I was in college, I was in a band called Bearcats. And that was my first band that I was like really serious about. And we were a two piece that was bass and drums. So I started learning how to play bass through that. And it was um, pretty punk, I guess. And I wanted, I was starting to write songs on my own when I started learning how to play bass that were more like pop. I was super inspired by like Best Coast and just like there are a few pop bands, but that still had like a little bit of like, you know, alternative edge or whatever. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna start my own band. I'm gonna call it Susie True. I need to find cool people to be in it with me. Um, and then a mutual friend introduced me to Sarah. They were like, oh, I know this girl, Sarah. She's really cool. She wants to be in a band. (laughs) And this was like, what, 2017? Yeah. Yeah. And I met Sarah and I was like, we hung out and it was like a really awkward first date. (laughs) (laughs) and like walk slowly down the sidewalk with our coffee it's just like yeah uh, yeah, I love best coast (laughs) it's really funny because I actually just heard the the full origin story from them too about how they met so it's yeah funny (laughs) it took this long I know so funny yeah we met and we had our me and Sarah had our first date (laughs) <laughs> and I was really awkward. Um, I was not but a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, he was not but a twinkle in her eyes, not you. 
And um, yeah, so then it was so funny. We found out Sarah and me in LA literally lived like a block away from each other, which was kind of like meant to be. I could literally walk to her place where we wow. were music, which was nuts. And also, side note, when she when we met that day, she was like, by the way, I'm like booked for a show and like <laughs> the songs. And I was like, I I had been DJing. I kind of like sold my drum set and was like, I'm like, whatever, do this other thing. And and then I'm I, cool now. I was like, yeah, I didn't even have a drum set, but I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, no idea. Yeah, wow. that's exactly what happened. I was like, I was like, do you want to like play together? And like, I, I asked, got asked to play a show in like two weeks if you want to do that. And she was just like, yeah, okay. And I was like, fuck yeah, this girl's down. <laughs> trapped. Yeah, trapped. And then my ex-boyfriend, oh my, God. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend played guitar. And um, he played guitar for a few months, like always temporary, meant to be temporary. And then um, we had someone else play guitar for like two months or something. And it was a show with that guitarist. Oh, sorry, my dog is coughing. <laughs> No worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so G is in a really excellent band called <clears throat> Punk Crush. And we got booked to play a show together. And I just like was blown away by her and was like, who the fuck is this girl? I need to make her my friend. She's so cool. <laughs> Trap part two. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> I love that because if anything you're very good at friendship traps is what I'm basically hearing at this point (laughs) so great at it yeah they make a joke where every time they come to my house I like lock the door (laughs) gosh it's not a joke though (laughs) I'm like the fact really (laughs) oh my gosh um yeah you know Lexi in a way it's all things to Jeff but I'm, like, sure that we would have eventually, like, bumped into each other. Yeah. I think at that point, we were just playing so many shows in L.A. that, like, there was no way we were not going to play a bill at one point together, we, I think. We did. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It just happened to be in a place two hours away from, like, our houses, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Probably. But, um, Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, um, the way that Lexi trapped me. Can I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was actually on an Instagram like cleanse, to put it asshole wise. Um, So I was on Instagram, but my roommate was. We just take turns, I guess, getting off the app because I hate the app. But. my roommate slash bandmate was like, hey, Susie Tree's looking for a new guitarist. You got, you should um, hit them up. So I activated Instagram for you. And then I DM'd, <laughs> and then I DM'd Lexi and I was like, hey, I heard you were looking for an, a guitarist. And she sent me all her music. <laughs> wow. EP1, like, LP1. And was like, oh yeah, here's just a look or whatever. And I was like, I think I'm in the band too. Um, <laughs> I think when you get that much access, it's safe to assume you're in the band now. <laughs> it was definitely ac- it was awesome. I like got to hear everything. I went over to her house and it wasn't, I don't think it was as awkward as hers and Sarah's first date. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I 
like came up in my like I remember wearing my my chem shirt and then I just knew that I was going to be in the band or that I was already in the band I don't yeah. know but yeah when she because we had met at the show and like talked for a little bit and then she had actually come to another Susie True show after that before oh yeah remember? the place with the the place with the crazy bathrooms that's right yeah and I walked you to your car and it, you remember that and it felt really date like <laughs> <laughs> whoa wait the one in Pasadena yeah music. crazy <laughs> um yeah yeah so we like knew we had a rapport but then when we needed to get a new guitarist I posted on Instagram and when G hit me up I was just like yes like I know like I've met you you're cool I think we could be friends and you're really good at guitar like this is just like perfect mm -hmm. yeah so we holed up in her shed and quietly played music and it worked so <laughs> oh I love this it sounds like you've got some really fun friendships that have been established <laughs> together and like I can only imagine what it's like hanging out with y'all in real life honestly you seem like you're so much fun together Oh, I pitch squealing and cackling. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're just mad, Danny. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's funny because when we were on tour, um, we would always wake up first, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. So like me and Lexi will just be like a or awake, just be like, <laughs> and then Sarah will just be like, shh. <laughs> like, I really am the grandpa yeah. of tour. Like, oh my great. Like forever young, young grandpa. Young grandpa, for yeah. sure. There always has to be at least one young grandpa, I feel like, in the band. Nobody, mm -hmm. I don't think, I think you've, you're the first ones to my knowledge that have coined the term, but there's always at least one. I won't mm -hmm. say who it is for all the bands that have stayed with me, but there is always at least one. It's okay. I like baby mamas. They're like mamas and babies. They're like mom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I do like that you clearly have like the sleepover vibe going on too together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Sleepover, the sleepover lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> that's touring, right? <laughs> that's touring. Oh, that's so much fun. I love hearing that. Um so Hearing that you all kind of have this connection and then also thinking into your music, it feels like your music is just as bubbly and energetic as you kind of you are coming across as people and I talk to you and stuff. I'm curious about how you shaped your sound as a band and how that kind of came together. Yeah, um, when I start, so I started like Suzy True um, in like 2016, just me. I started it more as like a little solo thing just for fun. And I wasn't going to play any shows or do anything. because I was like in a band um, and it was going to be just for me. And so it started as like super pop on our first EP. You can kind of hear that. And my ex was helping me because I don't play guitar. So I was writing songs and my ex was writing guitar parts and he was super into like 60s pop mm -hmm. and that kind of like that kind of stuff. So I think that really comes across. And then, which I like, I really like that. But really what I wanted all along was like power pop, um, like, you know, pop punk, indie 
sound, I guess, just like all of it <laughs> mixed together. Um, and I honestly, I was, we, we were kind of talking about it and thinking about it as a band the other day, like all of us and our backgrounds and what we like, I think really ends up coming through mm-hmm. when we write together or, um, yeah, Danny is like super into grunge, like nineties grunge. Yeah. But also like really cool electronic beats, like, yeah, like, <laughs> weren't you doing like a cumbia beat earlier? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, the polka beat. You know, anything. I like all beats. I like all beats. <laughs> got a beat. I like it. <laughs> it's got a beat. That's, that's awesome. And it's interesting that you kind of bring up that you each kind of bring in something that you really like into the sound because I did get some of like that grunge vibe in some of the songs on like Status Girl at the Party and like a lot of just kind of um there's just so much variety into it because it does still have that slight bit of like the 60s pop rock kind of vibe but at the same time it's like you have this layer of grunge and like um almost like the riot girl punk kind of style to it and at one point I thought to myself um this sounds like I feel like when Cat Stratford obviously eventually starts a band after 10 things I hate about you I'm pretty sure y'all are what her band would sound like <laughs> And it made me so happy oh because God. I'm like, I found it. I didn't realize this was the <laughs> band I was looking for, but here it is. Wow. <laughs> That's such a niche. Yeah, we're like letters. Oh, it's such a good reference right there. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Beautifully on point. Thank you. I feel like if anything, I'm like, this is probably the highest compliment I could ever give on this podcast, given that my podcast is a 10 things reference. So. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, that's why I was so curious about how you shaped your sound in particular, because I'm just like, oh, there's so much going on here and there's clearly influence in so many ways. So um, Truly, truly, I think what it is, is just us hearing what we like and just being like, yeah, no, I want to make that too. (laughs) Just trying to regurgitate it and it ends up just going through our own weird little filter yeah 100 percent. yeah I like that though into that (laughs) that's amazing I want to hear from you all kind of what it was like to write and put together status girl at the party because that's a phenomenal like full-length debut to put out there thank you so much (laughs) that means a lot thank you um it was it was an interesting process as like we're right now we're writing our second album we're finishing writing it and the process has been so different because we well a quarantine (laughs) but we all know each other so much better and we all have like experience writing with each other now Mm -hmm. um so for the for Saddest Girl at the Party, I was kind of like, so we had a guitarist and like before G, and we were kind of playing these songs with that guitarist. So me and Sarah or already knew the songs, and I I had written them on bass and melody and stuff. And um, when they left, we're the songs are really up in the air, and I didn't want to tell G like this is this is what the last person played on guitar. This is how they did it because 
A, to be honest, I didn't love what the other person did. And B, I don't want to tell someone else what to do because that's not creatively fulfilling for anyone. Um, and I wanted you to be a part of the band, not just like someone stepping in to play guitar. Mm. Um, so me and Sarah, we sent her like the demos we had recorded and just played what we knew. And G just like ran with it. And honestly, G and her guitar playing had like a huge, just like totally reshaped the songs and reshaped what they sounded like um, <laughs> in a way that me or Sarah could not be more happy with um like the skeleton was there you know but she just I don't know she like what she did to those songs really blew me away yeah I think and we were also like playing live a lot too and developing the sound more and like her live energy I I mean like it's just stop it guys you said playing and we're like take off running (laughs) (laughs) running together and it's so awesome and yeah yeah like I think that really like helped shape the sound too because then at least for me just coming in and and just like putting my headspace when I recorded those drums we hadn't even played live very much as a band Mm -hmm. um so now it's just like oh my god you know a year worth of thinking about that is developing yeah it's really good yeah <laughs> oh you guys stop <laughs> it it was definitely a very interesting journey <laughs> um well first of all when i received the e or not the ep the law the lp there was guitar already on it and they didn't have just bass drums vocals so I had to, one, learn the song with an existing part on it, two, write a different part on top of the existing part that I could still hear it, like, physically in my ears. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like a brain, a big brain battle right there. But uh-huh. once we started playing together, we also definitely had way different life circumstances, so we could practice a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, you know, relatively a uh, newer guitar player. So in a sense, I learned guitar at the same time that I was, I was learning guitar at the same time that I was writing. So it started off like my parts were simple because I couldn't play as much, not to like put myself down or anything, but it, I don't know. It was kind of like a balance of like, this is what I can play. This is what I think would sound good. Getting better as a player, playing with the girls, doing live shows and just everything just started building up and the parts just started coming together. I am really freaking impressed that you were able to both <laughs> learn and write at the same time. I'm still trying to learn some like basic bass like chords right now, much less I can't imagine trying to write right now. It helps so when I'm you have, like, so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it helps when you have something to look forward to hundred percent. So yeah. highly recommend, um, either just playing along to music or I liked doing covers. Mm-hmm. I loved doing shows, even though at first my shows were very interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, you just got to go through it. Like the more, the more you play, the better you get, like is how it is. But um, yeah, at the same time, I was also learning how my writing process was with Susie True. So it was just a really good, and it really helped that um, Sarah and Lexi are so 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 positive when it comes to like constructive feedback 
and just like this openness of um, ideas and bouncing stuff off of each other. So it is really a collaborative thing, I think, the sound. Yeah, I could definitely tell just literally how y'all are like so <laughs> supportive in talking about what each other kind of contributes to just the songwriting process. I think that's so special and good. And I feel like that has to help a ton with keeping each other like motivated, whether it's practicing or getting ready to write more music or in non-COVID times while getting ready for a show kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm super thankful for both of them and like what they bring. I, I've definitely, I think everyone, I've been in bands when I was younger with people that like didn't know how to be so nice (laughs) about constructive feedback. And so I was just like, yeah, no, I'm literally never going to do that. If I'm going to be in a band we're all gonna fucking be nice to each other (laughs) (laughs) it's not even that hard I don't get it it's not that it's literally not that hard that's what's crazy about it so true well like I kind of mentioned earlier I really loved status girl at the party and to me it felt like it was just kind of this beautiful collage that reminded me of like almost like vibrant polaroids of just different moments that you were experiencing and stuff it felt very personal um, but still had this energy to it to where it felt like contagious right where you could kind of understand an experience and also like be able to just bop along with it um it's just so interesting to me how y'all were able to kind of put that together um I kind of want to dig into like a couple of the songs if that's cool um maybe starting off with Bailey because that's the opener I love the theming that you have throughout that song lyrically the whole idea of like how the right friendships can change your life. And I had something kind of magical happen here. When I was listening to the song, I pictured like a group of friends on the beach. And this was before I watched the video. (laughs) And I want to know how you did that because the guitars in particular with this particularly like just made me think of like that comfortable vibe of hanging out with like your best friends on the beach before I even got to the video aspect of it. So like, Tell me about how you wrote this and we're able to kind of like project that here in the beginning. Oh, thank you so much, first of all. Um, yeah, so I I wrote that song just on bass and singing it. And that was the first song when me and G started playing together when I sent her the demos that she's like, I like this one. I She's like, I really like Bailey. And that was one of my least favorite songs for some reason. I think it was just like vocally harder for me to sing. And so I was just kind of like, oh, that one's hard for me, I, whatever. And she was like, no, I really like this one. And I wrote this guitar part. And I was like, oh, fuck. You just like, she like completely <laughs> changed my opinion on that song with her guitar part. And I feel like her guitar part really captured the feeling of what the lyrics are of that song, which are just very like kind of nostalgic and sentimental. Um and her guitar part makes you feel those things. <laughs> so true. Yeah, that was exactly it. The sentimental feeling was just exactly what I was looking for. And I'm going to make my best friend sit there and listen to that song with me in person <laughs> once it's like safe to, honestly, because oh. it just gave that vibe so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. my made the music video. Um, and I was really glad he made it because he does film, he does film work and makes short films. And he, I don't know 
if it's just like runs in the family type thing, but both of us are very nostalgic and sentimental for some reason, even though he wouldn't admit it, but it comes across <laughs> in short films. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And so when he made it for us, I was like, oh yeah, he has to make it. So I know he'll get, he'll get the vibe that mm-hmm. I'm trying to go for. Yeah. Cause like parts of it kind of reminded me of like, particularly the nineties when we'd run around with like camcorders and stuff, like capturing moments mm-hmm. with your friends and stuff. And it felt like that personal in a sense of like, you feel like you're really just hanging out with this group of friends and that you're part of it in this very interesting way. So I love that you got a filmmaker who could kind of tell that story of y'all in that way. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I feel like it, another song I didn't expect to feel so much friendship off of actually was Carmen. Um, because it's interesting because that one is so much about like, you know, caring for people, but then like having to kind of separate and move on, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and the reason why I bring up the friendship aspect of it is for the video for that, I thought it was so cool <laughs> that you were all kind of like in the Carmen San Diego, like kind of looks of your outfits but also like the color scheme was powerpuff girls was that on purpose um was it on purpose <laughs> yeah well first of all g made that video so yes <laughs> uh, if you need a music video hire g <laughs> hit her up i'm looking <laughs> that's so fun but yeah I was it. It was. It was. It had to be intentional. <laughs> the vibe of girls' team. It was cute. Yeah. And I loved it, and I liked the whole like the Carmens versus Waldo kind of vibe. <laughs> Carmens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, when we were brainstorming because we wanted to make more videos for sure, mm-hmm. and we had a weird situation where we needed to pick another single, mm-hmm. so we ended up picking Carmen, but. Um, when we were brainstorming, Lexi had the idea of Carmen and Waldo, which were two historically hard to find people, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me just run with this. How can we make this pretty? Okay, let's have them biking. Okay, let's have them matching, but like also the colors. And it just kind of like became this thing that I honestly couldn't imagine until everyone got there the day of and we were all just like, this looks crazy. <laughs> but yeah. It just worked out so, so well. It looked like so much fun, too, to put together. It was, it definitely was fun, yeah. Because we, it's, I don't know, when it, I feel like that's the funnest way to do things, like how we do everything, where it's, like, just our friends, because mm-hmm. then we already feel, like, comfortable, and it feels mm-hmm. more natural and fun rather than, like, someone we don't know making a video for us mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And it's so great to kind of see that more playful, fun kind of styled video kind of juxtaposed with Carmen because it's like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of feeling there, particularly lyrically in that song where you're kind of I mean, the whole I wanted to be your Carmen San Diego, but I got lost trying to find my way home. That's heavy. And <laughs> that's like, you know, it's something that's like you've got the quirk of mentioning Carmen San Diego, but like so much of the song is kind of like trying to figure out like your way back and like connecting and stuff. And that's so really special to kind of tell here. Um, what kind of inspired using both kind of like that character as well as um just kind of what you're using that to kind of like tell that story, if you will. 
Yeah, um, thank you. I wrote that song about my, like, first, like, serious boyfriend, I guess. So, obviously, emotions were charged. (laughs) And um, I think I wrote it about... I wrote it about when you're with someone and you care about them very much, but like nothing bad happened. It was just like, oh, you grow up so fast when you're like 18, 19, 20. It's like you're a different person every like two months. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, I really cared for that person, but I felt like I'm just like, I'm just growing so fast. Like both of us were, you know, and I, kind of just grew out of the relationship both of us did but just hung on to it way too long because you're young and care about each other um and he uh he had like he used to make like comics and he made a comic about how when he was a kid he had a crush on Carmen Sandiego (laughs) and I thought that was really funny and cute so I just tied that into the song but yeah I wrote that song just about you know, you still care deeply about someone, but it doesn't, you, you can just know you're not right for each other and that you're just having to move on and grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vibe of it ultimately is, I feel like I get that growing up aspect of it and also feeling kind of like brave enough to step out into your own, into the world in that sense totally. too. And that totally. was really special. Thank you. Yeah. And that's totally what it's about too. Cause it's like, you're trying to hang on to this thing when you know you just have to grow out of it and like yeah that relationship was just like off again on again off again off again and that's kind of what like I wanted the song to feel like yeah well it definitely got that feeling across while also giving that kind of like energy to it to where it's not like you're able to balance those kind of heavier emotions with just like it's the boppiness of it that makes it just like perfect, <laughs> that little sweet spot that we need. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so one thing I kind of noticed, probably, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it felt like you were able to kind of almost do these fun character studies in some of your songs. Carmen, of course, being one of them using that reference that your ex made, but Wolfman too kind of felt like that in a sense. Um, where you were kind of digging into a caricature to tell a story that was personal to you. Um, was this something that you were kind of intentionally doing or was it just something that kind of happened as you were writing the songs? Yeah, so I I guess it was unintentional, but I wrote that song because I, I was at Universal Studio. <laughs> nice. And I was like <laughs> driving around on that like train ride. No, <laughs> what the fuck am I trying to say? The studio door. <laughs> yeah. And you drive the fuck? <laughs> you drive past all these like uh they start from like the very first Universal Studios movies, like all the super old ones. And I really like all those old like monster movies. Mm-hmm. And they had like a giant wolfman poster from that movie. And I was like, oh, that looks so cool. I was like, also that wolfman guy kind of looks like my ex. <laughs> Just like super <laughs> like huge beard. Straight <laughs> up. And then I was like um yeah I don't know then I just wrote a song about my ex uh and how he just tries really tries really hard (laughs) I don't really know how it just wasn't gonna work out that's really interesting that things don't work out very easily for the wolf man so I think that was really great like demonstration (laughs) to kind of use within that 
within that song to really just tell that story. So I just noticed that I was like, oh my gosh, these are kind of like little bit character studies if you think about it with a little bit of Carmen, a little bit of Wolf Man. So that was interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That's really fun. I'm kind of curious to see who you end up with next. If you could pick somebody to do that with, is there a character you'd (laughs) want to try to do that? Oh man. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who'd I choose? Arthur. <laughs> the chillest boy. <laughs> oh no, not the aardvark. Your dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would That's a good do... question. I know, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe Zuko from Avatar. <gasps> yes, do please. This. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad boy with a sweetheart. You mustn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. We love a bad boy with a redemption arc. <laughs> you know, yes, that's to be argued. Oh, so good. <laughs> okay, I'm putting in the request now. You don't even have to name the song Zuko. Just like drop it and I'll, okay, I'll, you'll like, never I'll figure my it out. Zuko. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally going to do that now. Well, because I was thinking that's- about Zuko the other day and I was like, I was like, man, my childhood crush on Zuko probably is a factor in why I've dated all these like fucking real real fuck-ups but I'm like but Zuko kind of had a he ended up having a positive character arch mm-hmm. while my exes on the other hand did not you were hoping for that redemption arc and it just didn't happen <laughs> that's such a bummer <laughs> Aww. maybe I'll find oh, our wait. own Zuko's <laughs> Lexi, do you remember when your parents straight up, I think we played a show, I forget where, but after Wolfman, they were like, so you like wolves, huh? Or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember that. My parents- I remember my parents, this vividly. My parents have come to see us like twice. <laughs> and both times they're just like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. They're like, they're, my mom has asked me really weird questions about- <clears throat> like our songs and I'm like I'm not gonna talk to you about this <laughs> I just won't too much details for the parents to know mm-hmm. <laughs> that boundary is helpful <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh um that's really interesting um what's like the if you don't mind sharing what's maybe like the most out there question that you've gotten about your music from like your parents oh my god my <laughs> my my mom I the song rat kid that we have that's on our first EP I said that was about my I wrote the first verse in that song about my current boyfriend but I wrote it about when we were had just met and we we're just friends and um the second verse is like about something totally made up mm-hmm. and my I, I had said like I had said somewhere that that song was about my boyfriend and the second verse I say like covered in covered in blood I'll show up at your door and I just made that up and my mom was like so when did you show up in blood covered at Matt's door and I'm like oh, no. I'm like oh my god Carrie style oh my yeah. gosh yeah, also, so many questions also my mom is like why do you write so many songs about being in love like don't you like anything else and I was like mom how about you write a song <laughs> don't call me out like that mom <laughs> no yeah she loves to call me out but hashtag libra 
Oh no, I love the love songs, whether it's the the heart eyes or the heartache. Honestly, it's all great. Oh. <laughs> it's all I can do, man. I don't... <laughs> Keep <laughs> at it. <laughs> all I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny because I'm thinking now about Lucky, the way that you closed the record with that one. And one of the lines that actually stood out to me was the whole, I'm done playing sweet, I'm done playing dumb. And everything about that song is so interesting to me because it feels like so at times like an energetic take on kind of deciding between what's healthy and what's fun. What was it like kind of putting that one together? Totally. Uh, Yeah, that song I wrote, it was one of the last songs I wrote for that album. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, it's about exactly what you said trying to choose between being healthy and being fun and struggling with addiction and mental health and being around people that uh kind of make it worse you know mm-hmm. and kind of like feed into your like addiction and uh poor mental health um but I also wanted it to it's about you know recognizing those behaviors mm-hmm. and trying to trying to change so I wanted it to feel kind of uplifting and I thought that the parts that Sarah and G wrote like made it feel happier even though it's like the lyrics are pretty dark yeah um and I absolutely I that's like I think one of my favorite songs on the album because of Sarah and G I, I love both of their parts so much in that song I love it it's a very interesting song because it feels like energetic but you also can kind of feel the mood that you're trying to convey lyrically there really well so that was just brilliantly written for everybody at that Thank point you. Thank yeah you. you're welcome um I'm kind of curious because there's so much within saddest girl at the party what's something you really want your listeners to get out of the record oh um for me like I really want people to get out of it that um, it's okay to be vulnerable, which is what I try to tell myself <laughs> when I'm writing music. And that vulnerability is a strength and that's really how you connect with people. Um, and I like truly at, at, at like a really simple form, I just want it to like, like how you said it made you think about being at the beach with your friends. I. I really hope that that's what people think about when they hear some of the songs, stuff like that. Like um, just good, happy feelings of nostalgia and feeling sentimental, especially now, because now that's what I feel at least when I listen back on these songs is like, you know, the like fun times and stuff, because we're obviously like not having them right now. That's awesome. Well, it definitely evokes that for me. And it's going to, uh, I can tell you right now, Saddest Girl at the Party is definitely a record that I'm going to keep going to, to kind of keep those feelings alive, you know, until, Aww. well, probably well after, you know, the times where you have to kind of force those feelings back up. But, you know, it's, it's a really great coping mechanism. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And I love everything that you're putting into your music right now. Um, I'm kind of curious, what are some things the three of you would each like to be able to do as a band as you kind of keep growing over the next year or so? 
play a show. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Yeah. One sometime. show. Just a show. One show. <laughs> I want us to play. I want there to be new, new festivals in the future where once everybody's safe, where there's like lots of showcases of um, <clears throat> people other than whoever's like the mainstreamers and stuff like more mm -hmm. indie festivals, I think would be really cool. Like local, small or something like that. And then I want us to play all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all around the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, Starts playing. I want, I just want to tour. Like we have never, like we've never toured far at all. Like we toured Pacific Northwest and then like Southwest, but that's kind of it. Just like this L shape. Yeah. And I just want to go everywhere. Like I've never traveled my whole life really. Um, this band is the first way I've ever been able to travel anywhere. So I want to like see different places and different bands and different cities and see different music scenes. That's like really fun for me. Mm -hmm. I love that. Are there any places that you all really want to play outside of like the LA area that you're just really curious about? Yeah. Um, everywhere. <laughs> the East Coast. The East Coast feels very mysterious to me. <laughs> In Japan. I don't yeah. say. Oh my God. Dream. Ultimate dream. Mm -hmm. The hospitality I've heard about in Japan for bands is like ridiculously good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anybody I've ever talked to who's toured Japan has said that it's been fantastic. I think Japan and Germany apparently are like the best places Aww. for DIY to go. Like if you're going to yeah. go abroad. <laughs> Germany oh would be so dope too. Yeah. yeah. All of it. I just want to go everywhere and see what I love seeing what like DIY spaces and DIY music scenes are like in other cities. I That's mm -hmm. like always so cool. Well, I hope that it's safe soon so that we all can really start to explore because it's going to be fun to see you pop up in all these different cities and hear the response to your music even more. Thank you. Just wait. <laughs> LP2 is coming. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for that already. That's fantastic to hear. <laughs> I'm excited to record it. Yeah. Are you that far along? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> we're we're uh, fingers crossed recording in May. <clears throat> Yay! Oh, yeah, Danny, heads up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm learning about this now. Looping <laughs> you in. It just happened. It was a it's really funny. When we finished writing, like, like after some of the songs that we would finish writing, we would just like finish playing the song, look up at each other, and just stare at each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> what just happened? And then just keep writing the next song. That's also amazing. like, we were in this little house and it just felt like the house would like lift up in the air and we were all oh, yeah. kind of airborne for a second and then we'd like fall back down. <laughs> That's a wild feeling to have. I love it. <laughs> That's what it felt like for me anyway. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, what are some things that you learned from working on Status Girl at the Party that you're kind of bringing into this new record that you're writing oh man a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um not to rush it mm -hmm. of course 
Yeah. Um, to like the person who's going to record it for us, mm-hmm. we worked with them before and we feel very comfortable with them and we trust them. And that's huge. We're like before we had like a hookup to record some of it at this recording studio um, in LA. It's a very nice, very fancy recording studio. And we got like a deal uh, through a friend to be able to record some stuff there. And it was very formal and we all felt very awkward. And it was like us and like three white guys <laughs> who were just like, who were just looking at us like, who the f-? like these bitches don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, they were very <laughs> nice. That's, yeah. that sounds weird. They were very nice, but I don't know. I think all of us felt like they were kind of just like, didn't give a fuck. Like they were just like, mm-hmm. They didn't really, yeah, yeah, they didn't really get what we were doing. They, they just seemed really like, um, like they, like they didn't want to be there almost. And all of us felt, I felt super awkward and like, oh my God, I have to go really fat. Like, let's just get this over with so we can get out of here. Um, I don't know how you guys felt, but that's how I felt. And I was like, yeah, in a cold room by myself. Yeah, yeah. you were alone the whole time. And like one guy would adjust the microphone and it was like this far away from my symbol. <laughs> Just like I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be nice to like um have more um time to like all of us contribute to the recording too. Mm-hmm. Cause like yeah, we were super rushed before, but like now it feels like we can really s- spend the time to make it sound really good, you know, like capture the best of what we can do, I think. Totally. having the time and being comfortable are just like some of the most important parts when you're putting together a mm-hmm. record because yeah. it can really help you showcase your best selves musically when you have those two things in place so knowing that that's going to be a part of your next lp i'm super stoked because mm-hmm. that'll really allow y'all to shine that's for sure totally thank you yeah i'm really excited for that too that's amazing um, what's maybe something that you want people to know about Suzy True that they don't maybe know yet? Uh, hmm. What do you guys think? <laughs> Which embarrassing secret? <laughs> um, um, man, that we're, we're just, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Sure we do. Figuring it out as we go. Yeah, we're literally like G said she was learning guitar. I'm I'm still learning bass. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh yeah. So if you if you don't know how to play your instrument, you should literally start a band. That's what I think. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that, honestly. Um so one question I'd like to ask at the end of every interview is if you could play a show with any three bands or artists, say we currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, Ooh. who would it be? And I'm actually going to let each of you pick three. You don't have to collectively pick three. Wait. Oh, no. This is so hard. <laughs> we bring them back from the dead. Are they like reanimated like ghoul types or are they just like Don't do this. <laughs> Maybe they're just alive. Or- They'll it's like, like they're still alive, like not not yeah, not a yeah, reanimation yeah. jutsu or anything crazy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no holograms. Yeah, no holograms, please. No holograms. No, you get the real deal. Not Flesh cute. and butt, blood and 
like they were that moment. Are <laughs> you thinking about Kurt? You're thinking about a certain Kurt, huh? Yeah, I was thinking some sort of thing like um, Prince and Nirvana and I don't know, us. And <laughs> Do I have to pick a, a third one? Yeah, you can pick a third one. Oh, um, I don't know, like Fleetwood Mac or something. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Cheryl Crow will be like, what the fuck am I doing? He's, like, <laughs> He's reanimated. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I like your picks, Sarah. Those are good. <laughs> They're classics. Yes, exactly. How do you follow that? You don't follow that. I know. Oh man. Okay. Mine's gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Say it. XDX. <gasps> that would be cool. Right? Charlie XCX and uh, like Bikini Kill. Ooh, yeah. Mm. And like X Ray Specs or something. Oh, cool. Right? That's a yeah. solid list. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Now I'm stressed <laughs> out. No, you can't do this. Okay. <laughs> okay, damn it. <laughs> you know what? Probably the breeders. Yes. Um, let's see. Just gonna say it. Probably Joyce Manor. <laughs> and one of you would pick that. <laughs> I had to. I had to. And I don't know the third person. Maybe I'll shoot real. Maybe I'll shoot like real people. Someone I'd love to play with eventually is um, their band called Pink Shift. Yes. They seem crazy. They seem Pink awesome. Shift is awesome, and they're so sweet yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to play a show with them. I love this. Wow. I love all your lists. They're so much fun. I feel like they speak so much to like your tastes and personalities. It's great. And some of them may be possible at some point. I can't, I can't raise people back from the dead, but if I had that skill to oh, be very different right now, but um... Show girl's not dead. <laughs> oh my gosh but I hope these some of these opportunities come for y'all as a band I think it'd be really sick if you played with like Joyce Manor definitely Pink Shift is something that could I could see happening after COVID Mm -hmm. for sure they are an awesome band and I think they're going to be really anxious to tour too so I hope that those line up at some point that would be such a sick show Mm -hmm. (laughs) totally it has been so much fun hanging out with y'all Please tell me, where can everybody keep up with Suzy True on the internet and find all your music? Yeah, uh, we have music on Spotify and on Bandcamp. And our all of our social medias are Suzy True Band. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody, please be sure to follow Suzy True. This is an awesome, awesome group of people. So check out their music, stream it, support. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
you just heard Susie True. Thank you so much to Lexi, G, and Sarah for hanging out, for all the laughs, and for sharing all that this band has created. Please be sure to stream and support Susie True by grabbing a copy of Status Girl at the Party and streaming it. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl music of the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons, Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Fries. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry. Remember, it's good to be vulnerable sometimes. That's how we have awesome music, like Susie True. All right, bye for now. Mm-hmm.